Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Chris Melanfi, host of Hit Parade, a monthly podcast of pop chart history from Slate magazine about the hits from coast to coast. So what are we doing here? I am not here today with a new full episode. That will come in a few weeks. But starting today, we're going to be checking in with you a bit more in the Hit Parade feed. Welcome to our new mini-episode, The Bridge. In this short mid-month episode, I'll reflect on our previous show. I'll be joined by a contestant to answer some music trivia. And you'll get some clues about what's to come in our next full episode. So, in our last full episode of Hit Parade, we focused on Madonna. Our feedback was generally positive, which I think reflects how affectionate many of us are toward Madonna all these decades later. In fact, if I got any pushback, it's from listeners who wanted to hear more Madonna. Where were more of her 80s hits? Where was her remake of American Pie or her James Bond theme to Die Another Day? Uh, First off, I do not regret leaving off that misbegotten remake of American Pie, And I suspect even Madge herself wants to forget that movie, The Next Best Thing. But the challenge with an artist, frankly, a pop legend like Madonna, is knowing what to leave out. That's why I made that comparison to the Beatles in that episode. Madonna is at that level, at least in terms of depth of catalog. In fact, Madonna has recorded more albums than the Fab Four did, And she has lasted as a recording artist three to four times longer than they did as a group. And that's why we get in and out of the 80s so quickly in that episode. I could have killed another half hour telling stories from Madonna's first five years. She packed so much life and so many hits into that period. But I digress. Now we have a game. We want to play some hit parade trivia. In each mini-episode, I'll ask one contestant three pieces of music trivia, and they will get the chance to quiz me. So, who's our first contestant slash glory seeker? I'm Kim Lombardini. Hello. Hello. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for joining us for our first ever version of Hit Parade, The Bridge. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm so pleased that you're increasing the uh, amount that you're going to be doing the, the podcast. So Thank you. You're making me appreciate the little things about artists that I, that I really hadn't um, stopped to think about, especially like uh, George Michael and, and Donna Summer. Um, yeah, really, really uh, enjoying what you're doing with the podcast. So thank you very much. It's fun to be first. Wonderful. And, and where are you joining us from, if you don't mind me asking? I am joining you from the seaside location of Amagansett, New York. Oh, you are definitely in a more glamorous place than I am right now. I'm staring at the four walls of a recording studio. So uh, that sounds delightful. So shall we start with uh, my trivia questions to you? And then uh, you can go ahead and turn the tables on me. Sure, let's do it. All right, great. So let's start with a trivia question first about the subject of our last episode, who was, of course, Madonna. Okay. So here we go. Question one. What was Madonna's last number one hit of the 1990s on Billboard's Hot 100? A. Take a Bow. B. Frozen. C. Ray of Light. 
or D, music? Ooh, uh, the last one. I'm going to guess Ray of Light. I'm sorry. The correct answer was A, take a bow. <laughs> the the key to the, this question is that the question was Madonna's last number one hit of the 1990s. All of the parts of the question are important because uh, Take a Bow, which went to number one in 1995, uh, which leaves half of the 90s left, uh, was still the last number one by her in that decade. Uh, neither of the tracks from the Ray of Light album, neither Frozen nor Ray of Light, went to number one. And while the song Music did reach the top, it did so in the year 2000. Oh, okay. All right. That was a tricky one. Um, Now, our next two questions are going to foreshadow the subject of our next Hit Parade episode. I'm going to reveal the broad topic of the episode without giving away too many details about the story or the song your Hit Parade marches to or any of that. So here are two more trivia questions. Are you ready, Kim? I hope so. Yes. Okay. Question two. Which of these 80s hair metal songs went to number one first? A. Def Leppard, Photograph. B. Quiet Riot, Come On, Feel the Noise. C. Van Halen, Jump. Or D. Bon Jovi, You Give Love a Bad Name. Photograph by Def Leppard. I'm sorry, the correct answer is C, Van Halen's Jump, because neither the Leopard song nor the Quiet Riot track went to number one. The Bon Jovi did, but not until 1986. Jump got there first in 1984. Ah, fudge. You are so confident. I really thought you had that one. I did too. (laughs) All right, all right. One One more shot at glory here. Are you ready? Okay, okay. All right, Kim, let's try this last one. Question three. Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet was Billboard's top album of what year? A, 1986, B, 1987, C, 1988, or D, 1988. Oh, I appreciate your being willing to be game, especially since you are not apparently a hair metal fan. Um, But uh, Kim, now is your chance to pull the rug out from under me. Now is your time to quiz me. Uh, So I have been a music journalist for about 25 years and a pop chart geek for more than 30. So uh, let's see what you've got. Okay. So in 1998, Madonna's Ray of Light won a Grammy Award for the best dance recording that same year this artist became the first hip-hop performer to earn a grammy for album of the year name the artist i think we're talking about lauren hill you're right lauren hill won for the miseducation of lauren hill it's the first hip-hop album to win a grammy for album of the year girls you know you better watch out good job that is an excellent excellent question you know um Can I ask a follow-up that you may know? 
because uh, this is fun. There's a lot of trivia going around about Lauren Hill and the miseducation of Lauren Hill right now, uh, particularly in light of Cardi B, who uh, had a number one hit uh, just six months ago. Uh, that was the first solo female rapper to have a number one hit. Uh, but since you bring up the Grammys, let me ask this. There have actually only been ever two uh, album of the year winners in the hip hop genre. Do you know what the other one was? Mm. No, I don't think I do. This is just a fun bonus, but I, I thought it might be fun to, to bring up. Uh, the other one uh, in 2004 uh, for the 2003 Grammy year was Speaker Box The Love Below by Outkast. Ah, that is the yeah. only other hip hop winner of Album of the Year. There have been several nominees Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar, Jay Z, but uh, Eminem several times. But uh, the only other hip hop winner of Album of the Year was by Outkast. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for playing along with us, Kim. And uh, now, while this bridge episode is available to all Hit Parade subscribers, we are only opening our contestant hotline to Slate Plus members. So uh, before you go, Kim, I'd just like to remind everybody who'd like to take part in this little experiment in future months, if you'd like to enter to play, just become a Slate Plus member. And after you've signed up for your membership, you can visit slate.me slash hitparade to enter yourself as a contestant. If you're already a Slate Plus member, you can also enter. Just visit slate.me slash hitparade and fill out the form, including your Slate Plus membership info. Well, Kim, this has been delightful. Thank you so, so much for taking part. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry I suck so bad. No, no, but... that's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about the episode we're cooking up, which will drop later in the month. I don't want to reveal too much, but I will say that this episode is a first for Hit Parade. It's the first time we're revolving a whole show around a superstar act that I can't stand. I have hated this act since high school. In fact, you might call them my first worst. That's a clue for those of you who are creative Googlers. Even though I'll be playing a wealth of music I don't care for, I think you'll find the episode fun and hopefully enlightening. We even talk about some hits of the 2010s by the end. Thanks so much. And as I say every month, keep on marching on the one. Until next time, I'm Chris Melanfi. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C., on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice. 
all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets.